Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Hello and welcome to The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. My name is Kyle West and I have the honour of opening the first of what will be many podcasts focusing on the brilliance that is Star Trek Enterprise. But first, let me introduce my co-host and fellow Enterprise Stan. I don't even know what Stan means, but my fellow Enterprise Stan, Chris Hill. Hey everybody, how's it going? Thank you everybody who is listening in to this. We're here with the show dedicated to Star Trek Enterprise. In my mind, Chris, we were given the Mm -hmm. best project of the lot and the best Trek show. I would would agree with that too. Enterprise for me is my favourite Trek show. We'll come on on to all of that. Today's show is going to be a little bit different, everyone. We're going to, we're just going to sort of detail our own individual um, journey with Star Trek and give you an idea then of what is coming up in uh, the upcoming weeks on the show. Today is going to be about finding out about us as Trekkies, because we, we all love it. We all found Trek in different ways, but we all, we all lo- tend to love the same things about it. Chris, I want to talk to you first then about, about your journey through Star Trek. And I guess the first question for you is, how old were you when you found Star Trek? Oh, let's see here. The first time I can remember watching anything Star Trek would have probably been about five or six. I, I can't remember the exact episode at that time, um, but my, my dad had watched it and he introduced my sister and I to it. And we've just kind of continued on in different forms since then. The first episode I actually really remember watching was uh, Space Seed from the original series. What was your, like, was, was Trek something that just grabbed you straight away? Uh, for me, I'd actually say, yeah, it did, did draw me in right away. Um, I can remember being in uh, fifth grade, and we had these little, like, short story assignments that we had to do. And I uh, I made sort of Star Trek fan fiction where Kirk was off doing something for Starfleet, and I had to take over the Enterprise. I did loads of fan fiction. I feel like that was one of the ways um, a lot of people's fandom sort of I think that's how you become obsessed with it, isn't it? Like when you start writing stories yeah. about it. Like for me, I think I started writing my first awful stories when I was probably like ten or something, and they probably didn't get much better throughout the rest of my life. What was your favorite episode of the original series? Then you said you said Space Seed was your first. Yes, Space Seed was my first one. Um, I would say my favorite would probably either be let's see here, the Enterprise incident or Balance of Terror. I really love those two. God, I, you know, I haven't watched The Enterprise Incident in a very long time. Balance of Terror I recently watched, though, because uh, after we were doing a rewatch of Enterprise, actually, I decided I needed to uh, revisit some Romulan activities on there. The original series got you in. Uh, obviously, at that point, uh, Next Generation would have been airing as well. So how long before you discovered that, that show? Um, I actually didn't do a complete watch of uh, The Next Generation until... Uh, 2016 just because next gen didn't really didn't really appeal to my dad so i kind of followed suit when uh when actually when enterprise was on on uh sci-fi over here and here in the states 
uh, that's when I got in, into Enterprise, and then I just kind of let it, let it be until 2016. I was like, wait a minute, you know, I should probably try and watch every episode of Star Trek ever, because at that point, I, I'd only seen, um, actually, I'd, I'd seen all the movies, and then Enterprise in the original series, plus the animated. And that was, that, that was it up until 16. Took me a little bit to get into Deep Space Nine, but once I got into it, that I've got that in my tier that I've got with the animated series, the original series, Enterprise, and Discovery, and Picard just is uh, kind of right between my top tier and my middle tier. I'm a big lover of Picard. It's one of my uh, one of my favorite. I really enjoyed enjoyed it, and I've said if if uh, the Next Generation was was like Picard, I'd probably like the Next Generation a little bit more. You did a big Trek rewatch then. Uh, like I even watched all the the animated series, and I you know follow watch Trek all my all my life. Have you ever like just sat down for just a period of time and thought I'm just going to watch the Star Trek universe in chronological order? I tried or I started doing that last year. Uh, I was about halfway through the first season of enterprise and it kind of stalled out due to due to work commitments and other stuff like that just kind of fell by the wayside i kind of started to chronicle the the journey on twitter but i'd have to dig back for that tweet to put it back at the top <laughs> i was gonna say that the fact you fell down at the first season of like 30 <laughs> 31 32 seasons <laughs> i've never tried it myself so you're still a braver a braver man than i what was it about Star Trek really that grabbed you and, and kept you like what like for the for the rest of your life? What what kept you coming back to it and, and trying out the other Trek shows? Probably when when I first started watching, it was just sort of the adventures that they would have uh, and the friendship. As I've gotten older, I've seen the messages that st- all the Star Trek series have have tried to tried to tell everybody, and that's what's kept me going uh, even up until now. Who's your favorite captain? Actually, I'd say it would be Cisco, but Archer's right behind him. I think that should be any logical answer, personally, for me. I think they're both the two captains that went through the most development. If you watch them in their first episode to their last one, I'd probably pip it the other way. I'd probably like flip it the other way around. Archer just followed slightly by Cisco. It's neck and neck, really, isn't it? So yeah. Have you got the family into Star Trek? Actually, yes, I have. Um, my my girlfriend's got uh, two boys and. One of the first things I did was just kind of popped in Star Trek, and they've kind of been watching and watching with me ever since. They were really excited when when Discovery started because you know there was something that we could all do together that that I I didn't get a chance to because my dad was only into the to the original series. So when Discovery came out, he wanted to watch that. So we've kind of made up for for lost time there. My my partner, um, she would never have watched Star Trek with me before, uh, but I made her watch Discovery. And um, when, as it was airing weekly, and she was hooked on it. It then made her try Picard, which she also loved. And that's how I got her to watch Enterprise. And then she was hooked on Enterprise. We just finished a rewatch about a week or two ago. And she was devastated. For whatever some Trek fans might say about Discovery, I love it. But for whatever anyone might say, to me, Discovery seems to be a, a great gateway show for people yeah. to come in. And, and Enterprise as well. I think Enterprise, you know... It's, 19 years old almost but i think the production values of enterprise hold up so well I agree. Still. the switch switch to hd just made such a big difference yeah one of the ways that i got my my girlfriend in, into star trek it was actually through enterprise because she was a fan of uh firefly which which i like too and really enterprise is a combination of firefly and the original series i never heard that sort of description for it but no you yeah, you're probably quite right. Especially Archer, I guess. Yeah, he he is Mal with the sort of uh, original series principles uh, behind him, isn't he? Yes, he is. A uh, question for you, because I remember my first time. Uh, when did you 
first see a Star Trek film in the cinema? My my first one was actually the uh, 09 movie. Oh, wow. I got tickets to, to the premiere. Uh, this was when I was stationed in uh, 29 Palms, California. I'd actually wound up getting tickets to the wrong theater, so I had to r- rush to the to the, to the the right one and still wound up having to, to pay double for it, but that's all right. It was worth it because it's an, an incredible film. Before that, the movie that I'd seen most in theaters was Titanic, but once 09 came out, that took the top billing. How many times? Nine or ten, actually. Wow, I've never, I don't think I've ever gone above five times to a cinema to see one film. Nine or ten times. I can see how as well. Like that film is just like a popcorn blockbuster, isn't it? You have a oh, great yeah. time sitting in there watching it. Wow. Have you ever been to a convention at all? That I, that I have not been to one yet. Um, I was hoping to get to one ne- to get into to SLV for the fifty fifth, but depending on how things go, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, the whole convention scene is a bit of a, a bit of a mess right now, isn't it? Yes. Because of COVID nineteen, I actually went to my first convention last year, uh, the end of last year, okay. Destination Star Trek in Birmingham my first uh, first one and I met good old Trip Connor Trinidad. Oh nice. Uh, that was like a dream come true for me. You know, I was oh, come on to me in a bit but yeah, I, was, I think I was like 15 when I started watching Enterprise so to to then meet Trip when I'm a grown up with two two children it's just incredible. I just got to say as well, mate, you got to get yourself to a Trek convention. If you get a chance, uh, I I'm so glad I did it last year. It cost me a fortune. I'm so happy yeah. I did it because uh, I used to always like they do. I wouldn't. I used to not know what to do at conventions. You know, like it was kind of like, what would you do when you're there? And everyone's going to be in costumes, right. and we all seen some of the documentaries. And I was always a bit wary of all the fancy dress stuff. But I think that's just because I'm quite, I'm quite a reserved person. Right. When I went there though, and I and I saw all these people in these outfits, I was like, wow. Well, I guess they call it cosplay now, don't they? I was like, wow. This is incredible. The detail that some of these people have gone into is just like. I was in awe, you know, and I was thinking, why haven't I been coming to these to these sooner? These people are, are amazing. I'm already planning now that I'll have to dress up the next time I go. It might not be this year, given we don't know what's going on with uh, this year's Destination Star Trek, but I'm going to dress up next year. My partner's going to come as well. So she's gone from not being a Trekkie to uh, coming to a Trek convention <laughs> with me. So I think we've done we've done well there. Chris, let's, get, let's talk a little bit about Enterprise for you then. So did you see it? Did you see it on release? No, I did not. It was probably about, I want to say, it was 08, 09, like right before the 09 movie came out is when I kind of sought out stuff and then I saw that Enterprise was on so I then saw the, you know, the Star Trek before it. So I was like, hey, I'll go ahead and give this a shot and see if I like it. And well, I did. So was it Love at First Sight? I, I would say it was. Um, I can't remember exactly the first episode I watched, but I enjoyed it right right from first watching it. Do you have any merchandise? Yes, I um, am currently enrolled in the Eagle Moss Discovery ship line. I'm only missing like two or three because they don't have they didn't have them when during during when during my cycle for the month, and I've probably got. I'd say at least fifteen to twenty percent of the books. The uh, are, you, are they all on show? Are they allowed to be on show? Most most of them are. <laughs> Where did you start with your Star Trek fandom, and and how did it grow from there? I don't remember very clearly. My dad and my my mum have memories of me uh, being of watching Star Trek when I was a baby. Apparently, I used to be terrified of the Gorn in the arena so so this so i was born in the <laughs> 80s so i think i it was only, would have only been the original series uh, around when i was a little baby and 
uh, and a couple of movies. Yeah. So yeah, apparently I was terrified of the the Green Man. Dad used to describe him to me when I was a kid. Then, and uh, I've heard this from when I was a child. Like they when they would talk to me about it, they'd always say I used to cry whenever the the Gorn King on screen, which is like which is ironic because I used that episode <laughs> to show to my own son ended last year because he's uh, he was three, he's but he's just turned four, and and he was laughing at the Gorn and he wanted to be one. But when I was watching it, <laughs> uh, younger than him, I was crying about it. So he's obviously uh, a bit tougher than me. Uh, but I don't remember any of that. My dad was a big Trekkie. So I probably saw loads of Trek before I remember actually seeing it. I was around it, though, all my all my childhood. And the first time that I can properly remember noticing that my parents were watching something that looked pretty cool uh, was I went downstairs to it's like a Saturday afternoon quite sunny out i still remember it and my parents were watching a, a vhs tape and over here in the united kingdom the episodes they were on tv but we was this was back in the day when we would be so far behind uh, the the us i don't know what year it was or whatever but we, we would be so far behind and i came downstairs and they were watching the vhs of the next gen i think it's the episode called masks with data and so yeah. i saw a bit of that and it looked a bit scary you know like data with the, with the mask i was a bit I was like, oh, what is this? And I was looking at their, their VHS tape and the cover, and I was like, oh, this actually looks quite quite interesting. So I think I watched that separately. Uh, and then I was properly into it. I must have started going back and watching my dad's tapes. And then Voyager came out. And my family's first encounter with Voyager was on VHS again, and there'd be two episodes. It's nuts now when you think how much money we would have spent to get a full season. You know, it was like it was like 12 quid, 12 pounder. Yeah. A VHS, uh, maybe ten pounds. So it's like one hundred and thirty pounds just to get uh, the whole season. But uh, yeah, so Voyager came out, and and that was exciting because I was holding. I remember holding this like this videotape in my hands that had this nice new ship on it, and my parents hadn't seen it yet. So it was like something that I could enjoy at the same time as them. I, I wasn't watching DS Nine at this point. I'd never, for some reason, hadn't watched any of it. So Voyager, I enjoyed Voyager. Whatever anyone wants to say about the quality of that show, you know, I, when I started watching that as a child, I was in, I was in love with it. I would have been about eight or nine at that point, I guess, when it came out on VHS. Then I think the day before, this is when I got cemented, I think, as a trek, as a trekkie, was the day before the VHS came out for The Way of the Warrior on DS Nine. So this would have still, I would have still been, I don't know what year that came out, but I would have still been really young. And the day before, my parents watched the VHS of the last two episodes of season three just to get them ready for for the ne- next episodes and I watched those of them and like okay. changeling stuff all those things in the end of season three DS9 I, I was in love and then the next day like fleet battles around the station it was just like it blew my mind then DS9 went back and watched all that and you know then when I was a teenager I I was working. I was just buying the DVDs as they were coming out. Wasn't it like one year they released all seven next-gen sets and then the next year it was all seven DS9 and so on and so forth. I bought all those and uh, and I've been with Trek ever since. There was a, f- a few years ago I realised that even though I was talking Trek online a lot and, and such, I hadn't actually watched any Trek for like a year or two. And it's weird, isn't it? Because you stay in the fandom. You're in there and you're like, wait a minute, I haven't actually... I haven't watched anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't watched anything in so long. And yet I'm thinking and talking Star Trek every single day. So, yeah, it's been with me all my life. I'm 34 now. I've just done a rewatch of Enterprise again and tried to start DS9, but I think it was too soon for my partner. But I'm going to get her hooked on it. So we're taking a little break. and she, But she is, she's going to watch more with me. So I'm looking forward to sort of rewatching it all and then in a few years get my son into it as well. Kind of going back to me a little bit. Between the breaks for Discovery... 
Um, I actually introduced my dad to Deep Space Nine, and he's he's just loving it right now. We're in season six, and a- after we finish DS Nine, we're we're going to Enterprise. Another question: as far as merchandise and stuff like that, what what do you have? I used to have loads of stuff, so I used to have loads of books. Sorry if you can hear my dog walking in the background, by the way. He's uh, struggling in the heat in the UK right now. I used to have so many books. I used to buy all the, you know, because the, I was so into my Star Trek fan fiction, which I was yeah. writing all the time. And Yeah, I used to have loads of books. I used to have all the spin-off books, you know, they had New Frontiers and Vanguard and, gosh, Low Titan, all those. And I, would, I actually used to be able to keep up my reading back then as well, so I'd actually read them all. My dad had a lot of stuff, which I used to just consider my own. So he had loads of the ships, and I used to play with them all the time. And then I realized that I, I didn't actually own any of them myself. So he still he still got all those. He, he dug some out. He's got... Um, now that my sister's younger and she's moved out of home, my dad has claimed uh, her bedroom as his man cave now. And he's gone in the attic, and he's got out like his old Enterprise D bridge and some of the modules. I'm, the models of uh, the characters and i'm like oh my god i'm like i'm like dad this is probably worth a fair bit now <laughs> you know like this is some of this stuff i bet people can't get hold of these toys anymore but uh, yeah uh, so yeah i got the books i've got i guess i i streamlined everything i went through some life-changing things a few years ago and i um i got rid of a lot of my things generally from fandoms but now i've been sort of recollecting it so i've got the discovery badge mm-hmm. um that magnetic one that you wear i've got yeah um what else have i got i've got i I collect the comics as well the discovery comics discovery books i've got loads of enterprise books and such on kindle a few t-shirts basically all the dvds and stuff i'm just in the process of trying to upgrade onto blu-ray for everything so i've just got to get uh, the original series on blu-ray now i'm expecting that ds9 and voyager will never go onto blu-ray which is really unfortunate especially if you if you watch the uh the what we left behind documentary you got to see see them upgrade some of the visuals from from the battles and i uh, saw that in the cinema and uh, the movie theater they did like a one night showing of it yeah and i couldn't believe it where i was living the cinema by us was at the time i was living in like out in the valleys in wales which is away from the city they happened to be showing it in this in the showcase cinema so i saw it on the big nice. screen and like seeing deep space nine on on a cinema screen was just felt like closure i just need the same thing with enterprise now my my girlfriend and i also went went to when they showed what we left behind here in the States and is probably about 45 minutes away from, from us was one of the closest places showing it. So that's like the, uh, the, the thing you have to watch when you finish DS nine now, isn't it? Watch DS nine. And then you watch, watch that documentary after just to sort of just wrap the show up nicely for him. But, uh, but in regards to other merch, I mean, what if I, I do, I do have, and it's, this is like my, one of my favorite things now, it's just a little pin badge of the mm-hmm. Starfleet badge in Picard. And the reason I love it so much, the reason I love it is because I, by chance, got to go to the premiere in the UK of Picard. Okay. Everyone got a free little pin badge and it's nice. a tiny little thing, but it was like, I couldn't believe it. I went in there. I was in, I was in the front row, dead center as well. I couldn't believe my luck. I had uh, you know a little bit, little bag of popcorn there. There was a pin badge and some water. And I was like, wow, I felt like... I felt like a royalty, Trek royalty. So that badge uh, stays next to my bed. <laughs> it's, it's right next to my bed with all my Trek books. But otherwise, I don't have enough. I've got some cool um, posters and pictures I'd love to put up, but my, my partner's been resistant to uh, <laughs> to me putting anything up in the bedroom. But we'll see. I'm going to have to work on it. I'm going to say our, our problem is, is space to put everything or else we would display it all. I'm jealous. I'd love to uh, <laughs> I'd love to have that, that freedom just to think, well, if I had a free wall, I'd put it up. But I don't even have that. Uh, she's uh, she's adamant none of it's going up right now. 
what are some of your favorite episodes from each of the the series my favorite trek episode actually and we're gonna be we'll probably talk more about this uh very soon uh is broken bow i'm aware it's probably not the best episode of star trek but it's my favorite for loads of reasons but a lot of my favorite episodes are from from enterprise azati prime in season Mm -hmm. three Partly because seeing Archer bloodied and battered and the way the Enterprise is left at the end of that episode, it just blew my mind at the time, you know. And I love the Such Sweet Sorrows two-parter from the end of season two of Discovery. I just think it's like a a movie, isn't it? Essentially, it's it's a movie at the end of season two. And if I was looking at the the older treks, In the Pale Moonlight is obvious. Uh, The Way of the Warrior sticks with me just because of my experience with it. I think Scorpion still holds up quite well now. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any next-gen or original series ones that have stuck with me, but I can't really think of any off the top of my head. They, those are the ones that are, are more dated for me than the other shows, so I don't really revisit yeah. them uh, too often, if I'm honest. So I probably wouldn't put any from either show. I guess City on the Edge of Forever might be up there. I'm much more into the modern treks, personally. The yeah, Enterprise, Broken Bow is probably my favourite of all time. How would you rank the series... Maybe it's the same like with you, like a tiered thing. But for like for me, Enterprise. I don't know if there's any particular order. Enterprise is the top. I know that much because Enterprise is the only show I've gone back and revisited time and time again. So I'd probably put Enterprise right at the top, followed by you know Discovery, DS9, and Picard. So that's like my top four. The tier below would have Voyager, uh, TNG, and the original series in there. I don't know in what order. The older ones don't speak to me as much. I can I still enjoy them. I don't have an emotional investment in them in the same way I do with Enterprise. I could say the same thing about DS9's first two seasons. You know, like for me, it's DS9 season three to seven is what moves it up into that spot. But uh, Enterprise yeah. sits proudly at the top. I'm, I'm not just pandering because I'm on a podcast <laughs> about Star Trek Enterprise. But uh, it's it's my favorite. What are we on now? Seven shows? Eight shows? So many now, isn't it? Uh, eight. Oh my gosh. Eight, eight if you include the uh, the animated series in your count. It'd be it'd be seven if you if you lumped it in with with the original series. And soon to be about twenty after yeah. all these other ones come. <laughs> what a time to be a Trek fan! It sits in its own tier for me. Enterprise. That's right at the top. Everything else is below. Any books in particular that you've read that that you've really enjoyed? Uh, I think we'll come on to them at some point, I guess. But I really enjoy the Enterprise continuation books. I like the story where they've gone with it. Don't know what the future holds for those books now with the way that everything's changing with the books. But I like the way that they, and we'll talk about it in a few weeks, but I like the way they dealt with some of the fallout from these are the voyages and uh, the Enterprise finale and things like that. So uh, looking back at some of the older ones, I mean, I've read the Titan books a few times, actually, when I started to revisit the next gen relaunch. And do you know one book when I was younger that I read that I was hooked on? The Return, I think it was called. You know the one that Bill Shatner? Oh, yeah, yeah. With, with the kind of start of the Shatnerverse. Yeah, yeah. So The Return. That was like, God, I don't know how old I would have been, but I loved that. And because I didn't grow up on Kirk in my mind, you know, young Kirk from yeah. the original series, even though I was apparently watching him all the time as a, as a baby. But I was really like associated closely with, with Kirk through the films because the first Trek film I ever saw in the cinema was uh, Undiscovered Country. I have a funny story about Undiscovered Country. When it, when it came out, my sister and I had the chicken pot. My dad had asked my mom if he could go go see it, and she was like, "Do whatever you want." And he went, and I've I've learned my lesson that when a woman says, "Do whatever you want," don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> when did it come out? Nineteen ninety one. Was that when? Yeah, ninety one. It was. It was. Uh, wow. I think November of ninety one. So I okay. So it would have come out in ninety two in the UK then. Probably like 
several months yeah. later. So I would have probably I was either about to turn six or I had just turned six. So I was and then so yeah, that's the first Trek film I saw was that age. So seeing Kirk then die in the next film, I was like, Oh my god, how did they kill Captain Kirk? And so they reading that book, The Return. I lo- I loved those books. I can't remember the name of all the sequels. I don't think I ever got to the end of them. But the first when they were first coming out, I was it was so exciting for me and I think they were all hardback as well and and the New Frontier books actually I tell you I remember waking up Christmas early Christmas morning because I felt my stocking on my bed when I was a young boy and I opened up my stocking and I had um, the first four books of New Frontier I started reading those on Christmas on Christmas morning before anyone else had woken up for me a stitch in time a couple other ones uh while I was deployed I remember reading uh, Spock Messiah that one it, it, it is a little weird, but I did enjoy it because it just kind of brought me the comfort of like, hey, you know, Star Trek's still there. I'll, I'll make I'll make it through type of thing. This feels like a really good time to talk about what is coming up on uh, on The Expanse. We've got a lot planned for you guys listening in. So we break it down then? The next time we're back, we're going to do uh, an in-depth discussion of the sort of pre-launch hype uh, and media for Enterprise in 2001 and, one, and, and look at where the Trek franchise was at. Why did it go back? And uh, what were the reasons for that? Maybe we'll talk about production design and stuff. Um, Not sure yet. We haven't recorded. But that's next on the schedule. And then we will be following that with a full discussion and breakdown of my favorite episode of Star Trek, Broken Bow, which hopefully you guys will all watch in the days before as well, so you'll know what we're talking about. Full discussion and breakdown then of the final episode of Enterprise will follow. And then a little bit. Well, you you can sort of tease this because we're gonna we're gonna tease something that you're spearheading, Chris, in our in our fourth episode. We're gonna look, not only look at these are the voyages, but kind of tweak it to see what we would have liked to see as the actual finale for Enterprise, as opposed to to what they they did with with their their love letter to the fans of these are the voyages. Their Valentine, they call it a Valentine to the fans, yeah. And then, uh, and then, what are we tackling the week after that? After that, we're going to be tackling the issues in Cogenitor. Since we weren't able to get it out during Pride Month, we're kind of recording this as Pride Month is winding down. So we thought this would be our chance to help everybody with that. Yeah, so we've got uh, lots planned, guys. We were just before we hit the record button on this podcast we were talking about how the fact that enterprise is a is a closed book mostly means that there's just so much we can we can talk about and discuss from not just the episodes but the surrounding media and the music and like i said right uh, doing some writers room things and and also what the books decided to do following the end of the show so uh, there's so much coming up and so much for you to join us in i mean i'm really looking forward to being here every week whatever the release pattern is chris just being here and chatting enterprise because it is my favorite star trek show and if you if anyone listening wasn't too sure whether enterprise was their favorite show chris i think you and me will make them but within a few weeks they will agree with us the Enterprise was the best Star Trek show. And if we don't, we'll at least give it the uh, the old college try. I will say one thing before we uh, before we come to an end, though, Chris. During the whole lockdown around the world, Enterprise is having a surge in popularity. I don't know if you've seen it. That's what I've been hearing. It's crazy. Like the Facebook groups, the Twitter, everyone is talking about Enterprise. And this, I didn't realize so many Trek fans had never even watched it. It's, it's nuts. People call themselves lifelong Trekkies who've never who'd never watched it and are loving it now. I'm just, I said to someone uh, like a week or two ago, I said, look, I'm so glad that you're finally getting around to watching it and enjoying it. But where were you guys <laughs> 15 years ago yeah. when we needed you? 
when the show was was on the edge and, and then uh, then ultimately got cancelled. But it's great. So I think this is a great time for us to be chatting about the show. Definitely. But obviously, guys, be aware that it's going to be a spoiler-filled podcast, really. I, I don't know how you feel, Chris, but I don't think people are going to be able to listen to every episode having not watched the rest of the show. But if they're the kind that don't mind spoilers, by all means, go ahead and, and listen before you watch the episode. On 9th of September 2020, our weekly discussion will focus on the Enterprise novel by the book. This was the first original Enterprise novel following the adaptation of the Enterprise premiere episode, Broken Bow. If you'd like to be fully knowledgeable of what we discuss in our 9th of September show, then please dig out your copy of By the Book or visit an online retailer to purchase a copy. We look forward to our first ever book club discussion. The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast, is produced and hosted by myself, Chris Hill, and Kyle West, and is a part of the Holosuite Media Podcast Network. To keep up to date with all the news and updates from The Expanse, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at NX01Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at TheChrisHill, and Kyle on Twitter at KyleThomasWest. To join the Holosuite Media Community Discussion Group, simply type the Nexus into the Facebook search bar, and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep shirts on. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Starbase One. A Star Trek Online podcast. I don't really think that's a good idea. I order you to do it right now. Warning. The structural integrity field has collapsed. This is Admiral Quinn. You will be assigned to Starbase One. Welcome to Starbase One. I'm Colin. I'm Admiral Aaron. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. Starbase One is a dedicated Star Trek Online podcast. If you're a first-time listener, hello. If you're a dedicated decade listener and you've been wondering where the hell we are, we're back. Loading Holosuite preview program for Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. True, but, but how do you decide what's empty fan service and what's, you know, substantial fan service? What's the difference? Uh, watch Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and you'll see <laughs> some examples of empty fan service. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I get that. But, you know, they can do... I've said this before, but they can do whatever they want to because it's animated. They can have any voice actor from any other Star Trek series and figure out a way to write them in. Loading Holosuite preview program for The Vedic Assembly a Deep Space Nine podcast. I'm not going to put it down there with my lowest of lows, but my okay. most my most thing about Meridian is why the hell would she be like, I've known you for 13 seconds and I'm going to go into an ethereal, non-corporeal form for the next 67 years. It's like, why would you do this? <laughs> yeah, You're the same if... person. You're like 300 and something years old, Dax. Surely you've had a little bit more life experience than this to be running off <laughs> with strangers. You're not 12. <laughs> Computer, deactivate Holosuite.